Welcome to Machine Learning. I'm doing quite a few bit of a podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying listening to some of my ideas. I've been doing development for quite a while. I just uh, made enough money off of my podcasting that I'm going to get a full subscription to uh, DataCamp. And so uh, we'll be having, uh, going through a lot of their courses. Um, I've got already completed quite a few and about halfway through my data science, uh, getting my data science certificate. So hopefully uh, those things uh, be of value to you. But um, so there's a, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is the um, uh, housing prices in Idaho. And uh, what I was really surprised about is just kind of uh, at a high level demographic is how many homes uh, in Idaho were uh, in the Boise area were valued at uh, selling for over a million dollars. Now, when you look at Silicon Slopes in Utah, a lot of their homes, uh, um, I, don't, I didn't do an actual counts, uh, but they're, they're, you're seeing lots lots of homes pushing up around that six, seven hundred thousand million dollar homes. And, uh, but one thing that's surprising is uh, from this data set that I was able to find on a GitHub, I was just, you know, practicing my uh, XGBoost uh, regressor algorithms for predicting uh, house price based on certain features, that uh, that the average income for these homes, for a $1.2 million home, was about $65,000. So what that tells me is either the data is wrong or if the data is correct, it's probably a dual income home. Uh, so, you know, possibly that you have two income providers that are being able to afford the home. But it was probably, they have a, probably had a lot of equity in the home when they sold it. That's what I'm guessing. And so the original mortgage price uh, probably was not nearly $1 million, $1.2 million, but it was probably, I would say, three to four hundred thousand, maybe, and that and that seems like you could, uh, uh, with a, a hundred and twenty, hundred thirty thousand dollars joint uh, income, could probably afford a house of, of that size, and then uh, because of the popular growth, two uh, percent growth per year that Idaho has been experiencing, that that uh, uh, that that then accounted for you know, the fast appreciation, the demand. Uh, and so, you know, the housing prices went up and the, they, the house owners were experiencing higher amounts of home, home equity. But this trend is not good for those, not good for everyone because it's uh, caused, you know, shortages in uh, apartments. So apartment rental prices have gone up. I think the average now is like 1200 Um and then you look at affordability. And so the millennials are really looking for affordability. One of the things that I found interesting in a couple articles I read was that the millennials not, aren't necessarily going cheap. Uh, they are looking for affordability, areas of, uh, that they can buy homes. But because they are more wealthy, they're buying uh, more expensive homes. And so the average mortgage price is higher for the millennials than the other groups and they're taking out more loans and they're putting down less money so they're getting more house less money down 
and uh, they have a high enough income that they can now afford to not be making first-time purchases, but they're making maybe second-time purchases using some of their home equity uh, from other previous home. So uh, it's creating a, a pretty big surge. Uh, you're seeing this huge surge of wealth that the millennials are creating, and their buying habits are uh, becoming more expensive. So that was just the, some interesting trends that I read about in the house churn. Um, other things that I thought were kind of interesting is uh, um, just kind of a general idea of what what I think the uh, maybe the, the talk a little bit about. The second thing is the, the discussion on the deep learning crisis. Now, I just see that headline, and that was kind of struck me as a little odd um, that there would be a deep learning uh, headline uh, crisis. I think the problem is is the expectation of machine learning and deep learning is that there's this generalized expectation of a higher uh, degree of functionality that um, is possible for uh, machines to be able to do. And I don't think that uh, because of that, there's been kind of like some letdown. Just like the idea of uh, business intelligence, until Tableau came along, business intelligence uh, failed to deliver. And even with Tableau, it's really just a tool. It's not dynamically creating data sets and reorganizing those data sets into uh, uh, cubes and then accessing the cubes into visuals. It's not doing that even though you, you can do all of those functions, but it requires, it requires human design and intervention to do that. So we don't have this generalized intelligence that's uh, building things. The other thing too is the idea of NASA using uh, deep learning and simulations of what the known universe uh, is. So they take the simulations of what they think the known universe looks like and then they train uh, the deep learning networks on different phenomena and then they let um, the deep learning networks start scanning images and they're just, just lots of data. Lots of data is coming in and uh, not sure how many how much data is actually flowing in, but uh, they're finding new galaxies. And uh, what they're identifying, what they've come to determine is that the machine is doing very well at identifying these new galaxies. So just like we had talked in a, a very earlier uh, portion about image recognition, using the image recognition to identify uh, certain problems in the cell uh, by taking maybe electron microscope imaging of the cell uh, and then taking large, some cross samples and then letting the machine analyze those at a micro level for anomalies and identification of different defect in either the uh, disease or maybe in, in RNA. It can also be applied to space and it, it's it will be interesting to see how, if deep learning will accelerate our discovery of supernovas, uh, maybe mega stars, 
um, and give us a better picture of what our universe really looks like because it's now finding more galaxies out there, more nebulas, and and it's, you know this is a very time-consuming, human-specific uh, task that that has been used in the past. So, you know, I found that that was kind of interesting. I know a lot of people aren't probably interested in space and probably be more interested in in athletics, uh, but you know, it's. Space is one of those things that's uh, very interesting because we have, we're just this little planet in the Milky Way. We're in the perfect place to watch the whole drama of the Milky Way unravel in the fourth arm, spiral arm of the Milky Way. And if we were, you know, closer to the interior, it would, the, the density of the stars would be higher, temperatures would be higher. You know, we couldn't sustain life if we were moved closer into the interior of the Milky Way. Then if we moved further out uh, to the edge of the Milky Way, we would miss all the, uh, the drama that's going on uh, in the Milky Way and, and um, in constellations or uh, galaxies outside of, uh, of the, us because there would be lots of empty space. So space is a very big area. And... Um, so that's one of the, I was listening to an astrophysicist and he was saying, we're in the perfect place to see the full drama of the universe unfold. And so we do, we are, we get, you know, this uh, uh, deep learning being applied to uh, galaxy identification seems kind of exciting, you know, because now we can see uh, with better technology further out and we're getting better uh, pictures of uh, what our our universe looks like and, and the characteristics of that universe also makes me wonder too if uh, if deep learning can be used to identify asteroids I'll have to take a look on that and I'll give you some info if I discover any uh, articles where people are doing stuff like that but you know one thought I had is what would happen if an asteroid hit the earth would it cause a large earthquake 